Eight. I'm going to start recording. Wait. Yeah, welcome to the show. That's just... Uh, I've That's been enjoying amazing. that. I've been enjoying that. It doesn't feel like that was loud enough, was it? Does that come built into the... That's all I have. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Does that music come built into that? It comes built recorder? in. That's incredible. I've got four sound effects. <laughs> I've, I've heard the applause. That's the only one you used when I've listened. <laughs> if you've got a joke and shit. So if a joke really lands, I get to hear yeah. that noise. Yeah, I, I don't even think this... Because this is such um, This is, you know, podcasting for retards. <laughs> so I don't know if I can even add more... No, the, the, see, the professional, um, you know, move is to have a simpler machine. The retard way to do it is, is to do it on your computer and have all the compl- complexity. And then as you get more professional, it's like if you, you know, if you hire a plumber, the reason he, he can do stuff better than you, he's just got the right tool. He's not actually smart than you. It's that you. You're trying to do it with like a fucking spanner or something. And he's got the exact right, you know, exactly. hexagonal socket wrench spanner. I don't know much about plumbing. No. Yeah, no, that's 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 it. Like, as in, I was trying to use um, her laptop, which is Apple. I don't use Apple products. Mm-hmm. I got an Apple phone in 2013, 2014. When it, that's when everything changed. <laughs> when I got my first one. You mean the pole shift? <laughs> it was because I was going from the, you know, the 10 pound throwaway drug dealer phones. Right. I yeah. was living in this first squ- smartphone. Yeah, I was living in a squat in... Pimlico, which you wouldn't think is an area for squats, you know. But I was living in a in a squat there. In a way, a rich a rich area has to be the best place for squats because you can find a rich person who's died or something and get in their house before. And then if you can stay for ten years, that's your house now. Well, the thing, not anymore, but. the thing was, Pimlico's so nice, and there's one or two shitty estates, and I was in one of them. Oh, I see. Okay. But all you have to do is like to escape, you know, the concrete jungle. That it was just just dog shit people. Everything was dog shit. You when you walk outside, everything's lovely. You just leave the estate. Yeah, I was living with like a, a brutal alcoholic. There's some homeless people living there. It was like mad, but it was like we didn't have any. Inter- there was there was no internet. Like th- that was we had a DVD. You know, a portable DVD player. Do you remember that? I oh, used to watch <laughs> the same the same DVDs constantly. Like Step Brothers, like f- twice a week, three times a week. One day it ended, and we just let it play again. It was so tragic. And that was like your news, for the outside world, your news source was DVDs, like whatever came out on DVDs. So you'd like learn about 9-11 when a DVD that mentioned it would come in. Portable DVD player and then actual, what we had was a full shelf of VHSs and a VHS player. That, and we, the dude had fucking thing. he had recorded Quantum Leap. He used to watch Quantum Leap so often, recorded from TV. Oh, it was brutal. And then I got my first smartphone. To escape, because it was a one room. There was like four people in one yeah, room. Yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, there's no order to escape from. And the reason professionals use Apple products, right, is because it's less fucking hassle. It's like, if you're trying to make, you know, your your new hit, EDM music or whatever, I don't know much about music, on a Windows machine, and then, you know, it's really important to do this. And then like, oh, Windows update, you, you, you've wasted like half an hour or something. It's just, yeah, they're more expensive. They're probably overpriced, but it's just the software is better and more reliable. To know the technology, that's the thing. But I started off with that, and then I never went back to it, really, because fucking... It was the four. The four or some shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it was expensive, but like I figured out that, you know, 
you go to a store and they just they'll just they want you to sign up. Once you sign a contract, nothing seems expensive. I didn't understand contracts. Yeah. They're like, I we'll give you the phone. We'll give you this. All you have to do is pay us. Uh, what was it thirty? Po- it was probably thirty pounds a month, which ten years ago was probably like you know. Yeah, well, I mean, what they're doing is like it's a thousand pound device, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. but your monthly contract is not just the data you're getting. It's like they're kind of you're you're basically higher purchasing the phone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I had my phone stolen uh, during lockdown, um, and it was like you know halfway through the contract and then at that point you're fucked because now you've you know you've bought this device that's gone and i don't think my insurance would would cover it and uh but luckily because i've been indoors in lockdown i hadn't been had any money to spend so i had like i'd accumulated enough money to just go out and buy a new phone in my bank account and i hooked that to the to the like fucking the contract so you You could just yeah i just moved i just got a new sim and it's so but it's like yeah it was like kind of it was a nightmare, especially in lockdown. I like, you know, I mean, well, I mean, I, I luckily I had my my, you know, I wasn't going anywhere, so I just had my laptop. But then at the same time, um, yeah, you're, you know, if it hadn't happened any other time, I'd been fucked because it happened to be in lockdown, and so I'd, I'd just not been spending any money, so I just had low, you know, I just all the money I'd been wasting on going out or alcohol or whatever just was accumulated and like you know i wasn't you couldn't even eat out because everything was closed so it's like i, I accumulated enough money there was not it was yeah there's no way to spend money so you might as well just yeah. fucking fork it out on technology that ruins your brain <laughs> so 100%. i've got a question yeah i mean well you know don't let it control you it's like i i've set up my this is really boring but i've set up my phone so that like instead of like basically i just look really really lockdown all notifications i don't have things that notify me but that on on Apple anyway, you can get like a, a daily summary. So it's like, here's like all the shit that you would have been bothered with during the day. Here's like your, 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 like, I think you get like a morning and evening summary. And it just, it just bundles that shit into one thing. So instead of being interrupted every two minutes, it's like, oh, a dog has done something funny on TikTok. Evening bulletin. It's like how information used to be. It's, it's all stuff is like, you know, you have one dose of interruption at 6 p.m. And that's your news. But the, instead of the news being about like what's happening in Syria, it's like, what's the funny dog done on TikTok? But it's not constantly interrupting every, you know, and, and like most messaging stuff. And it's a direct message to me. But you know how Instagram will give you pop-ups is like a friend of a friend like liked yeah. a thing by somebody who's popular. Uh, look at that. It's like, I, I don't need to see that. No, that's that's why... I- that's why I think this, it's like in the autism we all have now is because of the constant checking and f- reading half a story and then putting it. There's no, there's nothing even gets finished. Continuous partial attention. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. That's you exactly what it is. I mean, that's the turn. You know, it's like you don't ever focus on something. Like, I haven't read a book in, unless I'm being paid to like proofread it. I haven't fully. I've read like maybe maybe one or two books this year, and it's like I used to read a book, you know, every couple of days, and it's like yeah, just video games and the internet is just replacing yeah i mean it's hard for learning a, anything a book to fucking you know punch up to that well it's, you know there Did there you, are you used to get you get paid for proofreading you have done i've well yeah my friend runs a small press and she pays me to like proofread novels to correct grammar and spelling and shit yeah, like grammar spelling is there is this an, an anachronism fuck i don't uh, even know what that is i had you know it's like if you've got a it sounds like something, what, no, it's an aneurysm, I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
does one of the characters die suddenly on page three and just lie there? The rest are rotting. So yeah, that you've had an aneurysm in your in your novel. No, and you know, like um, say you've got a book that's set in Leningrad in 1943, and somebody's looking at their iPhone. That's an anachronism. You've got like. It's out of. Pl- I mean, they're not normally that blatant, but like. Oh yeah, it doesn't make sense. Any, it's, it's it like, makes you know, no sense at all. It's yeah. like, I'm really pedantic, so some guy had this. Um, this really, and the thing is, right, the books that I've been reading, pre- pre-reading, they've been all really good books. I really enjoyed. It's not something I'd normally even read. Um, but there's one book. It's like a horror thing set in like India over a series of centuries, and yeah, it's just really enjoyed reading it. But I'd, ne- you know, I'd never have got through it if uh, I hadn't been being paid to do it. <laughs> but yeah and it's like you know there was like i was just under pandemic so it's like there's a bit where he's like talking about rust forming in a in um some concrete flyover and it's like he's doing the chemical equation for rust and i was like mm, i think you got that equation right. and you know i had got it he had got it wrong and it's like <laughs> just just being fucking pedantic yeah. um oh fuck that's crazy i don't good, think i think you could have glassed over that one i don't know if people would have fucking picked up from it but it's good that you know your attention to details there i mean i had to actually google it i didn't know off the top of my head but it just felt wrong it, it felt, felt this wrong. isn't balance you know I've, i did study this shit at, uh, you, you wouldn't think it from you know the things i talk about on stage or whatever but it's like I know, I'm int- highly educated I've got a great degree. I should introduce you before we go on oh yeah good, good. yeah we just started podcasting and I didn't fucking say what's going on here Catherine's uh, fucking hosting the ding dong gong show I believe the one with the dildos in Vox the ding dong gong yeah yeah I was like, I was, I was laughing about her, about her earlier because she was going over her um, she has, she's never hosted it before so she has to go over the spiel to explain it to the audience what's going on and it was like, you know, you get one dong, and they get two dongs, and three dongs, and they're gone, or whatever. And I was like, and four dongs, you got to call the cops, because someone's got their dick out. <laughs> you know, like, it's in, there's a pervert in the audience. But, um, yeah, so Ben's here, fucking taking the uh, the other seat, so uh, I'm getting guests on. Fuck it, you know what I mean? I'm chasing Rogan, I'm trying to get there, I'm going to get there, I'm, I'm not making the effort, I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm sober, mostly sober, I'm getting there. I mean, between the two of us, right, like, normally, Rogan, like, you're not as retarded as Joe Rogan. You haven't been hit in the head as much. I am I'm not been. as smart as the I guys. Think, I think I've been hitting the head more than Joe Rogan. <laughs> really? Did, yeah, you do an, did you have an MMA career? I didn't know this. I used to box, and I feel like... Really? I, I feel like Rogan's, like, fighting stories are... I don't think there's that many fights. I don't think so. I think maybe he did a bit of... I think he... He's more a commentator, right? I think that's where he's... I think he definitely competed, but not that long. Yeah. And not that stupidly. And not that recklessly, like, you know, just kids do. But the thing with Rogan is you've got Joe Rogan, right? Not a bright guy. And then he gets these people on who are like... I'm going to talk about um, quantum theories about how consciousness works. And it's like really smart people. But Joe Rogan is a guy who's been hit in the head too many times. He's qualified to discuss, you know, could a gorilla kill a crocodile? <laughs> You don't want him. There's like I'm interested in some of this stuff, and I've tried to listen to it, but it's like he's he was outwitted by Alex Jones when Alex Jones was on. He's pretty funny now. I mean, well, who? Which one? Rogan? Alex Jones. Jones. He's he's funny, but at a certain point, like if I did a a bit where, as a result of it, dozens of bereaved parents <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, were harassed, who, parents whose children have been murdered horribly. Yeah, that's that were was... then harassed uh, by maniacs and couldn't like sleep safe in their homes and were accused of being like having a fake dead kid i'd feel that that joke had misfired <laughs> yeah 
You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's funny, but it's funny in a horror fight. It's like funny like 9-11 is funny, but it doesn't mean you should do... Yeah. Like, Alex Jones should be... Crisis fucking... actors, I mean, that, that conspiracy theory was fucking wild. And it's like, it's a general purpose thing as well. So like, if you, you know, if you don't believe in the Boston bombings, oh, they're, they're crisis actors. I don't believe, you know, Hiroshima didn't happen. Oh yeah, that kid with its skin all peeled off. Uh, just, yeah, Christ, a crisis actor. <laughs> it's like, you can't really, at a certain level of dumb you just can't there's no way to refute it right no no it can pretty it can it can destroy civilized society if you like used it enough for sure and even like rogan's bro science like you know he's got this new thing i was reading about his promoting a new supplement that's like a plant that grows in nigeria um and it's got a hilarious it's like called fagiola or something <laughs> and it's like it's, it's a testosterone boosting plant that he's been promoting right and it's like it's, it's it's it grows in one small area of africa it's hard to cultivate and apparently, all the now all the kind of bro science supplement companies are offering 500 milligram higher efficacy fagiola. And the thing is that it's impossible for them to actually have that because there's no supply. There's no like all these all these supplement companies they get like the raw herb. Like if you buy milk thistle or something, you get the you know the raw herb is probably processed in China, and then the supplement companies kind of get it and package it and put it into capsules and stuff. But nobody was cultivating. Like it was this rare small plant that's like only in small area. Then all these suddenly all these supplement companies are offering it. There's no supply. There's no way they could have s- set up a supply chain overnight. So whatever they're selling, it's not this thing he's promoting. And also, it probably, did, probably doesn't work anyway, right? Because he's Joe Rogan. He doesn't have to read a meta-analysis of, of studies to see what boosts your <laughs> testosterone. So this is what you do, you done in uni, was it chemistry? I did uh, natural sciences, uh, which is like I did chemistry and biology basically. Hard shit. How shit? Hard shit. Oh, it was. It was. Hard. I mean, the chemistry shit was very hard. Uh, but you know, um, I did. I specialized in genetics in the third year, and it was like a really good degree that, you know, heavily. And you know, this was done at the taxpayers' expense, right? I didn't pay for like a fee like you'd have to do now. And uh, yeah, I've done nothing. Done nothing. With it. <laughs> I took about my dick on stage. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm using my education for. So I've got a question about the format, right? Yeah. So which of us is 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 your wife in this format now with without without um, Catherine? Because I feel like the format normally, right, it's like you say something horrific. Yeah. And then your wife kind of reins it in. Like really. Okay, so I think I'm Catherine and you're me. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. So you gotta get that's good, because if we, if there's no wife, then it's just gonna spiral into Yeah, no, there madness. has to, there has to be a, a wife to yeah, to like pull on the leash. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So you've got to rein me in. I think that's a good... Yeah, I'll try and rein you in, but, you know, also, if 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 I'm liking, I'm liking where you're going, I'm just going to leave go of the leash, so fucking... Um, yeah, that's why I mean, yeah, that's why you need need an actual, yeah, the actual one. But uh, tell me this, how long have you been doing comedy? I'm going to get a beer there, two seconds. How long? Um, should I talk while you're going to the fridge, or should I be professional... It's it's always fun to like when somebody in a podcast, what the person leaves the room and the other person like slags them off for humorous effect. Um, I did a podcast to promote uh, a show called Trigger Warning that's happening in Birmingham, and yeah, they're doing a podcast to promote it. And like uh, the guy was like, "Oh, there's someone at the door," so I'm just going to do it. So I just like slagged him off into the into the mic while he wasn't there. I just say, "Oh, this is so unprofessional." Um, so that'd be a nice little treat for him when he when he listens back to the recording. Um, yeah, check out Trigger Warning in Birmingham sometime it, this month. It's a show and a podcast. 
It's a show with like a promotional podcast. A lot of a lot of clubs are doing that. They're like attaching a podcast. This isn't even like a, a venue. This is like a, a monthly show. Basically, it, a Facebook page. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, I did the like the, the the pilot version, and it's a good like it's it's quite similar to Hayton Live, like very similar to Hayton Live. Yeah. Um, but it's a good, you know, the the pilot went well, and I said, um, yeah. So you know, have you done podcasts before? And the guy running it was like, uh, yeah, no, I've started loads of podcasts. How oh, yeah. Many, how many okay. episodes? <laughs> all, all one episode. Yeah, So yeah. Uh, that may be the only episode of... It hasn't come out yet, and I did it like a couple of weeks ago. So they may, uh, Yeah, but um, anyway, that's beside the point. So yeah, going back to like, yeah, the format, right? Um, yeah, I, I have this weird parasocial relationship with your wife. Because I've listened to like, you know, at least a dozen hours of this, this, this thing. So I feel like I, you know, I really like to listen to you two talk and your dynamic. It's really good. And then, but I feel like I know your wife now, but I, I only, like, obviously I've never spoken to her for more than like a minute. So when I come up to her, like, she's, but she does, she judges like Rice Battle and stuff. She's judged um, Ding Dong Gong when I was on it, right? It was a few weeks back. Um, yeah, this is like before Edinburgh. I think she, the last time she, I mean, when she actually, she was a judge. I think it was like, yeah, before Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and I saw her at Edinburgh. And so I come to her, I was like, oh, my old friend, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. And she, of course, you know, she barely, barely knows who I am. She's that weird guy who keeps on... No, she knows who you are. ...being fussy with her. But it's like, but yeah, but it's like, she's, you know, she's got better... She's, I, you know, I'm not one of her top 100 people, like, you know, 1,000 people, right? So she's got better to do. So it's like, I, hi, she's like, oh, oh, hi, Ben. Uh, just got to uh, do something with my phone. <laughs> yes. It's, but, it's, that's, but it's not on her. That, that's me. So I think I know her because I've got this weird pa- parasocial thing. Parasocial. What does that kind of... Parasocial. So it's like, you know how people who watch some media thing especially if it's like a personal thing like a podcast they feel that they know the person and so people get this parasite like it's not really a social it's relationship. like being rogan basically right exactly you think that joe rogan is your friend i mean i just i'm i don't even think like it's it's so gay it is you so he's your bro me yeah me um, you think he's your lover I've you think he's your gay lover i've been listening to joe rogan since 2012 that right, is yeah. the gayest thing ever that I is, mean, he is cha- like my brain chemistry has probably changed because of Joe Rogan, and I'm not happy about that. But you know, it's only the familiarity that keeps because you've been there. taking Fagiola supplement. Like I'm, I've got to tell you, that's not going to work. Yeah, I've been. I, I mean, I know it's stupid because all the same stories keep on happening on Rogan, and I know them all. Right. So I know his like I know oh, his, his, his anecdotes. Yeah. His anecdotes, I know them all. Like I killed ten, a deer ten times uh, over. Can or, a crocodile kill a gorilla? There's 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 ones that are just fucking. 12, 13, 40, 50 times. Yeah. But you feel like he's your mate. And like your mate would have told the same stories down the pub, right? And with these kind of formats, um, I'm trying to open a new beer without... without <laughs> No, no. You see, the thing about this podcast I'm is it's, it's just very... Um, I try, I try, instead of, you know, people having clean-cut studio shit, I just like fucking to make it... I don't edit this. I don't do anything. Yeah, all. good. Okay, I don't, good. Get, yeah, rid- I I don't I get rid of dead air. I just leave it there because it's fuck. Who gives a shit? That's no. I I when I did a podcast, uh, I spent ages like taking out my disgusting mouth sounds and like any kind of digression that seemed, didn't seem to be relevant. I edit it. We we spend like two or three hours editing the podcast versus an hour recording. But yeah, but the, the, that's part of the appeal of podcasting, right? So you think you're sitting in the you know Joe Rogan studio or your living room. I'm hanging with the boys, yeah. Because more like if you, I think if like if you like had a famous actor that you really liked, 
because you see them playing all different people, you wouldn't think they actually know them. You might be like, oh, you know, that's my heartthrob. Yeah. Or that's my crush. Or like, I, I love their, their work. But you wouldn't think you know them. But with like, and it's the same with this, this YouTube shit, right? YouTubers, especially. You see people like millennials will like have just some YouTuber playing on their phone while they're getting dressed. And they're like, you know, that's their kind of background socialization thing. And then when these scandals happen, so have you heard about this Try Guys thing? No, fill me in. So, I mean, I don't, the only YouTubers I watch is like uh, Red Letter Media, who do really good film reviews. But, you know, I haven't got this thing where, where people make a YouTuber, it's like, you know, they're making this low effort video content, but they constantly just update this shit. And it's like really, so these Try Guys people, I don't know much about them, but I've watched a couple of clips and it's like, they're one of these awful channels where it's like, we're going to eat a load of food now. And like, oh, I know the, the random thing to do that could get the most hit. Like, this, like, it's yeah. just, it's, and they're kind of, you know, likable, charismatic people. They have different formats. They're like, there was something where they were doing some kind of like challenge where they got to dress up as bridesmaids for an imaginary wedding. They just, it's just dumb, but it's like low effort shit where actually it gets a lot of clicks. It gets a lot of clicks, but it's like, it's not even good. It's not a funny sketch, right? I guess for a funny sketch, like, it's two minutes, but it's like brain injury shit. Like, if you were coming out of a coma, this is what you could like, digest easily. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And it's like, and because it's like, you know, to make a really funny sketch that lasts two minutes, right? That's quite a lot of effort. But to have a thing where, but that's not how YouTube works. They want you to watch it for an hour, you know? Mm. So you've got to just have some low effort format where it's just people being goofy or whatever. Um, and one of these guys, like, basically cheat, And his his thing was being a wife guy. So it was like, his name was Ned. And his thing was like, I love my wife. And that like everyone loved, you know, and kind of parasocially, everyone is kind of invested in this couple. And, like, his wife was on the, the podcast. And it turns out he was fucking another of the presenters or oh, shit, hosts, yeah. whatever, right? Oh, I could get involved in this kind of fucking online drama. Yeah. I could follow that shit, yeah. And so everyone's like, but taking it like, and it's like, it's a consensual, you know, workplace affair. And it's not like, you know, anyone was underage and almost was coerced. But right? the, wife, the wife wasn't in, on board with this. It wasn't some sort of open relationship shit. I, d- I, don't, I don't know for sure because, you know, his thing was just, I love my wife. He didn't mention uh, yeah. we're also yeah, yeah. swinger sluts, whatever. And would you be saying I love my wife if that was also the fucking, without explaining the format of your relationship, if you're involving a relationship in to an audience online, yeah. And also doing this other thing. It's yeah. a fucking weird stance I already have. No, you, I mean, you, you say I love my wife because she lets me fuck yeah, young yeah. Asian women exactly. on the side. Yes. Um, but I don't think it was that. But like at the same time, like it's a matter for them. Like they've, and it, like, they've been photographed afterwards together. So she hasn't like kicked him out of the house anyway. Um, but yeah, because, but because this thing is like, you know, they all, everyone feels they know this, this couple and they're, 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 they're friends. And then, this, the, you know, the other woman was, you know, one of these presenters too. Um, just people have been freaking out. And like, I'm so betrayed. I was so <laughs> terrible. And that's done to you. It's such a betrayal. And it's just like some guy who's in showbiz fucked, you know, someone he worked with who was like, yeah, hotter than his wife. It's, yeah, not that. And you not like, but if it was like, you know, on a TV show or something, that'd be a gossip item. People wouldn't be saying like, I, you know, I feel so betrayed. Oh, this is so terrible. And they did like, they did, they did release this statement video. That's very funny where they look like they're announcing, you know, one of them died of cancer or. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to clean up the image somehow. 
to try and save some for well, it. Well, the, the, the guy's out, right? The, the, the wife guy has been like completely yeeted. They like edited him out of all their recent oh, content yeah. stuff. Yeah, so yeah. ostracized, fucked. Basically, Done. like like Stalin-esque airbrushing out. I know. love when they do that. I love that's the internet culture of like, you are pretty much dead. Yeah. You, you don't speak your name again. But then, you know, these guys who are like doing goofy, how many nachos can we eat challenges? They're like sitting there really like performatively mad and like probably they knew, uh, you know, apparently they knew about it. Yeah, of course. Well before, but they've got to pretend that it's like, you know, like they've got to pretend it was Weinstein level yeah, <laughs> because yeah, there's no nowadays. There's no graduation between, you know, being Weinstein or, um, OJ Simpson, or um, who's the guy, the pudding pop guy, the prolific rapist, uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah, like there's no difference between Bill, Bill Cosby or like just having an affair, a consensual affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the same, you're, it's all sexual misconduct now. Everything is like, from rape to like, you know, you looked at, you, yeah, you, you liked looked. someone's Instagram story who <laughs> in a bikini. <laughs> yeah. It's all sexual misconduct, right? Any kind of male sexuality. all cover term, sexual yeah. misconduct. I love it, yeah. I was on this uh, Facebook group where someone was saying like, uh, I think they posed it as like, would you support Louis C.K.? They were trying to shame some guy. There was some autistic British guy who's like supported you, you. You were there, but for the benefit of the audience, there was an autistic British guy who supported Louis C.K. and did like funny, funny songs. Yeah, I like that. The guy was funny with the piano and that. Yeah, I thought the Putin song was a little bit. Well, the whole thing was it was a completely different thing to what I was expecting to happen. And if you want to get goofy British, which maybe after Louis C.K. probably liked that because it was so different. Right, It, yeah. it was probably fun to... He, he always seems to have like a more kind of, yeah, like a, an actor who's like totally unlike him mm-hmm. to support from the specials I've seen as well. But yeah, but this, and people were saying like, oh, would you support Louis C.K. if you had the chance or, you know, and this woman was like, oh, you know, I'd never support a sexual predator. And so my comment was like, well, I think sexual predator is, is uh, overstating the case. Like a... A lion doesn't ask before it bites you. <laughs> you know, like he, he asked, he at least he asked before he got his dick out. People yeah. have forgotten that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not convenient. What? It's not convenient. It's yeah. not convenient for the narrative. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, but you know, what about the so women? So you, you do comment on stuff online. You you engage in the. Very. When I can't help myself, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad. It's a bad, you know, luckily I've like. It does probably feel good when you do fucking, you know. They well, you don't someone because you're pretty smart and articulate, and like a lot of the time, you can pretty much shut them down. Well, you, you can never shut someone down, but what you can do is just troll them into an increasingly ridiculous position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just, or just at a certain point, just switch from like making a serious point to just just saying something ridiculous, and then then, then they just yeah, cut the ground on. Because un- I only do that in my head. I do. That, I read the comment. Right. I might even read it out. I might even write out the response underneath. I and think then I'll delete it. I think the thread was shut. Yeah, but like. My my next thing, my next move was like, um, uh, oh yeah, but what about all the women? Like she she put, cut and pasted some chunk of Wikipedia. You could tell she pasted it because it had like one hundred and five the sensation thing, but just like the you know the raw text with no link. Uh, but it was like, oh yeah, what about the women who are like blacklisted and uh, oh somebody one of them received death threats. That doesn't sound very consensual because I was saying like, you know it's wrong to shame him, kink shame him for consensual sexual activity where he asked right. So she was like, oh, but the death threats didn't sound very convincing. Uh, consensual and I was yeah I was going to say yeah I don't think Louis C.K. was making death threats though you're talking that's some other now some, you're saying some other guy made a death threat like obviously that's some idiot on yeah some teenager on the internet that doesn't mean that Louis C.K. did that it's just it's just 
everything's rounded up so much. Like, you know, I think what he did was creepy and wrong, but at the same, yeah, also it was Yeah, like, to round st- things off for the... But to say it's a sexual predator... Yeah. Um, Seems like a bit much. Yeah, but it's just, it's the culture. The culture's fucked. But then again, I guess before, I mean, back in the early 90s, you probably could, you, in showbiz, you just, you could rape. You could just be a rapist, I guess. That was an option. The good old days. The good old days where you could just... If you could rape and you could punch out it and the protector guys, yeah, I if mean you had the money. The, the thing is, right? That's the the, the Me Too thing. Like it was the, the first couple of targets they took down, like Bill Cosby, like proper serial rapist with drugs. Like, yeah, that's that's not cool. Um, Weinstein, obviously a massive creep. Uh, but then you know they moved on to like Al Franken. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Who, like, it turns out, you know, took a gag photo, he pretended to be groping a woman who was, a, like, a Republican activist. She made up the whole other thing where, like, oh, he wrote the sketch so he'd kiss me. Turns out that was a sketch that he'd done a mi- multiple times before. And then, uh, you know, also he took photos with a bunch of people and some of them said, oh, yeah, he put his hand on my waist too... Too, yeah. Too lasciviously. Lasciviously. I fucking like that. Yeah, no, it's all fucking retarded shit. I I fucking yeah, it's I just all I, fucking I just retarded. it's all fucking retarded, man. I can't I can't deal. I mean, it's just it's just it's, a, it's an overcorrection, and hopefully at some point, yeah, it'll swing back to like, yeah, we will just go after the actual sex, pa- you know, sex. I just do enjoy. You're on Twitter, yeah. I'm banned from Twitter on like an IP level. Every time I make a new account. Uh, that gets banned too. They know who I am somehow. <laughs> okay, tell me, can, tell me about your first ban. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I, I replied to, um, I replied to somebody and, um, I made like a, a arguably offensive remark, but I didn't realize that, uh, basically, okay. It was some Tory MP yeah. who was using his like dead kid to defend NHS cuts. The thing was like, they were going to cut nurses conditions or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, and people saying that the pediatric the pediatric nurses service is dangerously understaffed now. And he's saying, oh well, oh, my, but my kid died, and like when I had the best of care for the NHS, so the NHS is safe in our hands, right? Doesn't actually mean anything because your kid's dead now, so you're, you you don't care, and that really you don't really care. That's not a, you're that's not got no skin in the game anymore. That's it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's not a counter argument to like now now years later you're cut you're doing too many cuts, but it's like so how dare you like my kid died, so how dare you criticize the policies? Um, so I replied back to somebody talking about this. Uh, what I didn't realize is that the Tory MP was also at it in. And oh, I said so something like, okay. I said something like, I'm glad his Tory kid is dead. Okay. Or something, right? <laughs> okay. okay. <I> get... <laughs> Which, you know. I get, I get this banning. This is the original one, yeah? I mean, it was more than a banning. The police uh, shut up at my door. Fuck off. And arrested me under the malicious communication. No way. Act. Yeah, no, yeah. I did not notice. I haven't talked about this publicly. Oh, uh, fuck. Was it years ago? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, years ago. Oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it's um, expired. The uh, caution oh, has expired now. God. Like, yeah, Twitter's been, so this is what, like five, ten years ago? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, probably eight years ago or something. That's like not that. your... It's not your fault that you did not know he was fucking going to see. That's the whole thing about it. Is in you, you should be. You can say crazy shit, and you don't expect like that person to be added to the conversation. Well, it's context collapse, right? It's like the trouble with Twitter is that you know in a normal internet forum, there's this this number of people in the conversation, like a thousand people in a you know a forum. 
The thing with Twitter is that you think you're just talking to your mates, or you think you're talking to somebody, yeah, you know, someone who agrees with you or something. But then, you know, because they've like replied to some tweet that mentions, you know, this MP, blah, blah, by the username, he's in the conversation too. And this is the problem, you know, people kind of say something, and then, but if, if it's retweeted by the right person, it gets out of context, then you've got suddenly everybody's coming down on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're a bad guy. When you're the, you're the bad guy, anyone even standing up for you is going to get fucking ostracized uh, well, or you know, destroyed. So. I think, and you know, the, the reaction to it was like, uh, people were like, uh, oh, well, I don't agree with the Tories, but this is like over the line, so I'm yeah. going to track track you down. And So your OP got tracked, essentially. I don't, yeah. I mean, some guy, I mean, you know, I think they just... Did you have your using u- using usernames? They probably figured out from other accounts that had the same username. It, okay, I didn't yeah. have good opsec back then. And that was before uh, you could really hide yourself online. Well, I mean, you can, you can. I just hadn't really bothered because I didn't yeah. think this was going to happen. You didn't, yeah, yeah. And you know, I didn't have my name on the account or my picture or anything. But like, you know, you could figure out if you were. You know, obviously, the police can just subpoena your IP address. That is fucking crazy. Um, and you know, my, you know, how on Twitter you have like a username and a display name. Yeah, and I just always have a funny random display name like you're supposed to. I think my username at the time was the Horse Respecter. Yeah, <laughs> someone who respects horses. So there was like local newspaper articles that were like, "If do you know the entity of the Horse Respecter? If so, get in touch." Oh fuck off! Was this like back in your hometown or was this in London? This was the MP's constituency. Yeah, which is your old constituency, or no, 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 no. Fuck, that is crazy. And the cops came to your address. They arrested me. Did you have to go to the station? Yeah, yeah. They put me in, in prison. Well, yeah, in you know, in the holding cell. Yeah, yeah. Oh my fucking! You must be one of the earliest internet people to get one of the few, anyway. Well, you know, the malicious communications act. The problem is, right? This has to, I did not notice. Fuck. It's I, look. Be very clear. We don't have free speech in this country, right? And the thing is, you can call like most of the time. If you call, if you bully some actual school child, right? Nothing's going to happen because it was an MP. There's like a special division. Who, you know, it's like every time, I think after Joe Cox was killed, right, all the MPs were like, oh, my God, we're getting so much hassle from the public. But, you know, most of them aren't being killed. They're like, just people are slagging them off. Yeah. And so they turned it from like, you know, a Labour MP being executed by a Nazi. That guy was like a neo-Nazi. This, what, how long ago was this? Joe Cox, you know, 2010, was that? Yeah, I vaguely remember. I remember like the most recent one, like a year ago, which was... A Tory was stabbed by a Muslim kid or some shit. Yeah, that his Tory like a wannabe ISIS guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, that's not sad because it was a Tory. But <laughs> double down on the original joke. Um, <laughs> but that is fucking crazy. I just want to make clear that you know every the death of any MP is sad, and I condemn any any political violence. But they got so fucking you know shook by all this stuff that they turned it from like we need physical security to. Also, if anyone criticizes this online, track them down. So they have this, you know, this special squad. And um, yeah, and the malicious, the, the malicious Communications Act is mainly about like if you threaten someone over, you know, the internet. But there's also a clause where it's like, if it's like grossly offensive, with no definition. But it's like, if you say something grossly offensive, like, you know, I didn't threaten, I didn't say I was going to kill his kid. His kid was already dead. I just said a th- an offensive thing. Yeah. Um, but if you say something that's offensive, that what does that mean, right? Gross offensive is, you know, it's like the the operational definition the police use, if the man on the Clapham omnibus was, uh, would find it offensive, then that's maybe a crime. Fucking hell. 
What, what, what was the cops' attitude towards you? Because this is earlier on in internet fucking lore of that shit. Were they, yeah. Were they pissed or were they like fucking confused? Or were they just like... Um, I mean, you know, I did a no interview, no a no comment interview yeah. initially, right? Which yeah. is, you never talk to the cops. Yeah. And I'd seen this coming. So I had the number of a, a lawyer who'd specialised in this kind of shit. So I spoke to like um, this incredible like, I think she was a barrister, this, this, this like short-haired black woman who was like really like sound and was like, yeah, you know, say this, do this, whatever. And then she, you know, so I, but I had this, this, this brief was like, instead of taking the kind of, you know, duty lawyer, I had this guy who would specialize in it. You can, you can specify your lawyer, right? And he'll, they'll be paid by the state to like, it didn't cost me anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this guy comes and he says, um, yeah. Basically, he said, they're probably not going to actually prosecute. Uh, they'll probably give you a caution if you just explain, you know, the fact that it was a mistake, it was a lack of context, it yeah. was a joke. Um, they're probably not going to want to bother to, like, prosecute. So just basically say, look, I made it as a joke. This is the context of the joke. I didn't understand that he was copied in. Yeah. Um, also, you know, he kind of screenshotted it and retweeted it. And stuff and made a big deal about it. Okay, and then it just so, exploded on lean. Well, yeah, yeah. so that, that's where it got traction. And I was like, you know, my thing was like, well, if, it, if it's so grossly offensive, why was he amplifying it by... Ooh, that's a, nice, that's a nice angle. I like right. that. But, you know, it's a good, it's a great point morally, but legally it doesn't really... Yeah. You know, there's no, it's not a defense. Well, I mean, it's kind of partially, you know, it's not really defense. If it's grossly offensive, then he should be prosecuted too for saying, for saying <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. He retweeted it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I guess if it's aimed at him, it's different. Uh, yeah, so I just copped a caution. I took a caution. Yeah, of course. Smart thing to do always. Mm. You know, when things get heavy and hot, you're just like, whatever, just just tell me what to fucking do. I'm not like, I hate people who think they're going to die on the hill as well. You know, fuck if it's not worth it, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, you know, the thing is that under the grossly offensive clause, like what is, what is grossly offensive? You could, you know... If it came to a, a trial like that, as you could say, oh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I think what's really great offences are these these Tory cuts on the NHS. That's the real. That was your original monster. point, anyway. Well, yeah, kind, yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, that probably would not work at all. They, the, the judge would just direct them to to <laughs> immediately find you guilty. Um, so it wasn't worth, you know. Yeah, and of yeah. course, like they take all your, you know, they take all your, they confiscate all your computer and stuff. Holy shit! You got the fucking pedophile treatment. It's no, because it's an electronic offense, right? So yeah. if if they don't, if you don't accept the caution, they're just going to like clone your hard drive <laughs> <laughs> and keep your computer for forensic analysis on your phone and everything. And you know, you can't, you don't have a, you don't, you can't call anyone apart from your lawyer. Holy fucking shit! You actually make the pug guy look like a pussy now. Who? The pug guy, the Scottish pug guy. I mean, he fucking fought the case, though. Yeah, I mean, he it worked perfectly for him because he got like you know it pretty it catapulted him to some sort of career. I mean, I should have I should have actually just lost the case and then become like an influence. But the thing is, I didn't have you know I didn't have a YouTube channel at all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's no no now like now yeah. I mean, for you, I think you definitely as a career move should get prosecuted for um, offense. Yeah, maybe yeah yeah to say something offensive. Yeah, I've just all, I've I think I used to say stuff offensive online way back when when I was very new to it, and then I was just kind of like, it does stress you out. Online shit stresses me out. I mean, it's you know, it's really funny. To, I just, I like to troll people. Yeah, right. 
in the classical sense. Not I like to follow people like you who troll people. <laughs> I like to follow the thread. That's what I do. I'm like, I am those, those silent eyes on it. Just like, and then what's great is just that cheeky like a like you give to like, when you say a comment, then someone goes, yeah, I get you. I get yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you d- but trolling in the sense of, you know, trolling now means like you send someone a death threat, right? That's not cool. But like, it's just saying something ridiculous or just disagreeing with somebody, but making a ridiculous argument or disagreeing with them sincerely and then pivoting to like some ridiculous take. Like that's, you know, in the old days, that was what the internet was a lot of fun fun for but i think now it's like it's not worth it because you know you're going to get at some point if enough people can organize a pile on they're going to fucking get you fired or whatever yeah so um i would say uh yeah i mean just do it sparingly a little bit for a treat a little bit of trolling for a treat for a treat yeah you 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 only do, yeah. Some people, are, yeah, some people do too much of it, and you're like, whatever. So you got to be like kind of specific and clever about it. It's crazy. Catherine had to roast that guy, that uh, Count Dankula. Dankula. Really? Yeah, yeah, Count Dankula. Yeah. Yeah, in backyard, maybe two or three months ago. Oh wow! He's, still, he's still, still around. Yeah, he's still around. He's got a YouTube channel that's pretty big, actually. Yeah, I I knew he was like a YouTuber, and I I thought the thing, you know, to me the most ridiculous thing is that the sketch was like. Teaching your pug to do a Nazi salute. And obviously the joke is, it's funny because a cute pug is doing a horrible thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But the prosecution was like, you're promoting Nazism. I know he's, like, he, I know he's some kind of like right-wing libertarian type guy, right? But he's not a, he's not a Nazi. No, no, not, no. A, no, not at all. So the whole thing was ridiculous. And I, like, I, I talked to people who genuinely were saying like, you know, oh, well, you know, if we, if we don't prosecute this guy, then... You know, I'm Jewish. I'm going to get gassed if, if we don't stop this. It's Completely. Like, no, it's a comedy skit. It's like yeah. the producers or something, right? It's like you're making fun of Nazism. In a way. Like Hitler wouldn't want a pug to salute him. No, it wouldn't. It would be bad for the brand. Exa- yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, he liked dogs, I guess. Yeah. But he liked an, Als- an Alsatian saluting him. A strong, powerful dog, not a he fucking want a, not a lady's dog. An untermenschen. The equivalent of an untermenschen, an unterhund. Like a, an inferior dog, right? With bad genetics, like a pug. A pug would have got gassed. Yeah, ex- well, I exactly. mean, they should be. I mean, I mean, they just, shouldn't exist, really. They shouldn't, no. They, they, yeah, they should just be all sterilized, yeah. I think. So, the, the uh, Jew- I'm talking the pugs now, not Jews. Yeah, pugs, right? Pugs, pugs, pugs. pugs. Um, but eugenics for dogs, right? That's okay. Because <laughs> we made them. Yeah. They're all different breeds because we bred them into existence. So I think we should be allowed to say no more staffy bull, staff, Staffordshire Bull Terriers, no more Staffies, no more Pugs, no more French Bulldogs. Or just breed a, pre- a French Bulldog that doesn't have a fucking disgusting squashing face. Like, how about that? Just, just un... Yeah, why don't we uh, yeah, breed now. animals that can actually fucking take a breath rather than just their whole life they're snoring? It's this, like, Pugs, apparently their eyes will sometimes just pop out. They the do, they do. They're all, yeah, I think that's a condition they have where their eyes become detached because they're fucking popping out so fucking aggressively. Now, if I bred, you know, a child, if I did some stuff to make my child look like that, be all fucked up and have a squashing face and, like, be very... Like, French bulldogs are a nightmare because if you walk in the next room, they're, they're bred to be like a lapdog, so if they can't see, they'll fucking freak out. Now, if I deliberately had, like, a Downs kid because I thought that that was cuter... <laughs> But breeding a, bull, a French bulldog, that's exactly the same it's thing, the same morally. thing, yeah. Because it's dogs, that's somehow okay. Like, I'm not saying... I'm saying, you know, it's, you should choose whether you want to keep your Downs kid or not. Yeah. But what if somebody... What if they became fashionable and everyone was... I was going to think they were fashionable in the 80s and 90s or whatever, but... Downs no, kids. 
well, they've been aborting them for the last how many years, I think. They're, we're running out of them. Well, yeah, it depends. Um, you know, there's rich seams in the Midwest of America where there's plenty. Oh, yeah. But in, like, in Norway, there's no Downs kids. That's right for it as well, yeah. Because it's practical, right? It so it makes sense, right? Why would you choose... Why do you want your kid to have, like, a serious disability? Like, it can affect their heart and stuff as well. And people think of, like, okay, this is... Uh, I'm doing a rant in favor of eugenics now. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, but it's like... You know, it's like people should choose like whether or not they want like a the responsibility of a Downs kid. But I think people look at the the cute little kids, the happy like smiling babies. They don't think that when when the kid's forty and it's like you're sixty now and you still got to look after him and he's like keeps jerking off <laughs> on the train on 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 his own mother or something. Yeah, and it's like and he's too strong. You can't fight him anymore. You can't yeah. subdue him. Yeah, and he's yeah. like also he's got like a heart valve problems, so he needs heart open heart surgery. Like, and that's, that's like the best case. Like, why would you choose to have a kid that's, that's definitely going to happen? Counterpoint. God sent him here to teach us how to love unconditionally. Um, so is it the, is the idea that we have to love them unconditionally? Because all kid all parents love their children like that insanely anyway, like unconditionally. <laughs> right. Or is it that they are so loving and. But like I'm sure there are some I'm sure some of them are cunts, right? It's it's like anyone else. It's like anyone else. Yeah. It's like anyone else. It's good. I'm going crazy because I've I can't find my vape. No, I'll keep on keep, look for it there. I I'll keep on talking for a second. See if I had my tablet with me, I could ring it. Because uh that's very interesting. I did not know that happened. What I did not know you're a part of internet lore. Did I put it? Yeah, I mean why well, you know, I haven't actually talked made a a big deal about it. I don't uh, want to blow up your spot either. For obvious reasons. Luckily not really, because, you know, let's just not go into too many of the details, but um yeah, you know, I was uh, an early adopter of being arrested for stuff, <laughs> yeah. stuff before the internet. A martyr, some people might say. Absolutely. Well, yeah, except I didn't die or suffer any long-term consequences. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not that uh, countdown killer guy. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, um, in the break you mentioned that maybe he he now has either become a Nazi or at least his 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 audience is mainly Nazis now. Which is which is why it's bad to punish people for a joke, right? Because like, yeah, if you make a joke about a pug being a Nazi and you're punished as if you're a Nazi, might as well be a Nazi now. Yeah, it's like might as well be hanged for a sheep as a lamb. You know, it's like if if if, if making an edgy joke is the same as being Hitler, then if you've got to have a career, your career now is being Hitler. It's not actually productive to like crack down on jokes. It's just it's making more Nazis. Did this make you read into the? Whatever freedom of speech laws they have in the UK. I mean, the one that I was being prosecuted under, yeah, for sure. So uh, you've had to read into a lot of legislation just to figure out... I mean, we don't have, you know, we don't have free speech in this country, and it's getting worse, right? The, the they, stuff they've we've, never had it. We've no, we don't have a right to... Like, people talk about free speech, but in America, you know, there's a constitutional right to free speech. And it used to be a left-wing thing. It seems crazy now. But, you know, Frederick Douglass, the anti-slavery campaigner, made an impassioned defence of free speech because the, the controversial speech at the time was like, maybe slavery isn't good. And the debates about slavery were shut down because that was too edgy. Like, black, are black people, you know, saying black people are human, that's the equivalent of, of, uh, of making a pug do a Nazi salute nowadays. Like, that was, that was edge really pushing the envelope in those days. So free speech, you know, having free speech, it used to be a left wing, and until, like, you know, 10 years ago, the free speech thing was like, left-wingers would be, you know, I'm left-wing. You'd think 
the people trying to shut down some art or speech was all fucking Christian right-wing nutjobs. But now suddenly it's swapped and, like, free speech is now a right, seen as a right-wing value. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that, doesn't it? Although, you know, also, when right-wingers hear some speech they don't like, like certain conservative MPs, suddenly they've abandoned their principles. So nobody really has principles, I don't think, anymore. But it's like, yeah, I'd, I'm a, you know, a free speech maximalist. But what I really think is, like, we need to, yeah, going back to eugenics. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah what I was saying is that yeah no you should be able to choose whether or not you have like a Down syndrome kid or something but also um, talking about the unconditional love thing parents have unconditional love for their their kid right no matter what it's they're hardwired um, I had a friend who knew somebody who had a, a baby that was like you know six months into pregnancy they do a scan and like your baby the brain has just not formed, right? So it was a brainless baby? It was basically headless, right? It's like, Whoa. Well, not headless, but like the top of the head hadn't closed. Oh, shit. So it's like a baby with a face, but the brain, there's nothing there. It's like not a, a per, not a fetus in the person, but not a hu- not no potential to be a human being at all. Not going to do well in school? N- not going to, you know, not going to... You've got a brain stem, so you can like breathe. Yeah. But you can't really experience consciousness or something. Maybe just pain, right? Oh, fuck. Um, so normally, in this case, they just abort the baby, right? It's, yeah. You know, when people talk about a like, late-term abortion, the only time that really happens, like, nobody think, keeps a baby around for, like, seven months and then, like, ah, actually, yeah, I changed my mind. A late-term abortion is always, like, a horrible malformation where it's be all tentacles and teeth. Like, that's, you know, if it's that late, that's, there's, some, there's a reason for that, right? It's, it, it's horrible. But because they have this, you know, they kind of name the baby and stuff, and have this unconditional love. Some of these people who have this condition, and there's all support groups for like this, they choose to like bring it to term and let it kind of live out its life of dying in like a few hours. And because they want to make sure that it's like celebrated as a life, right? They knitted that little hat. Oh, Jesus. To cover up the fact that his brain was horrifically malformed, the top of his head was missing. And took photos with the baby. Like like a normal baby, like, you know, here's our, you know, when you have an actual baby, they'll do that, right? Some, you know, it's a bad idea, but people will put their their birth picture on Instagram. Here's my wife exhausted with our new baby. They did that, but with like a dying baby in a little hat, little knitted hat to hide its brain. Oh, Jesus. And put that on like, on Facebook. And expected people to be like, oh, congrats. Or, like, I don't know what reaction you want. But because, and that's like, that's, you know, because you have this weird unconditional love, the thing that's not really a baby, it looks like a baby, but it's not. It's not, it's not a viable baby. You know, like a baby that's not going to draw up to a person. Like, it's not, effectively not a baby. Um, yeah, and that that is the unconditional, so, you know, parents sometimes make bad decisions. I think, you know, maybe... Uh, parents aren't the best people to make decisions about the kind of stuff. Oh, I get the government to somebody should step in and say, Look, this, "What the fuck are you doing? You're knitting a little hat? No, stop, stop this, stop this." I think the government should assign you your gender at six. At six? Yeah, at six. The government should step in and go, "This one is a boy," and they just keep it even, and it doesn't matter. And they sign I want to see you, it play out. That's all. They assign you a sex, you know, right away. That's just fine. hate speech. Well. 
the whole thing is like just too like I'm you know in the middle of this thing right the people who are like I'm worried that trans women are going to come to the toilets and rape me the kind of you know anti-trans people they're fucking idiots then also the people who are like oh there's no such thing as biological sex and that's all a spectrum they're also fucking idiots and it's like in the middle is the reasonable thing it's like there's sex and gender they're two different things you know sex is a biological thing gender is a social contract and some people like for some whatever reason we don't understand why they want to be the, the opposite gender you know they want to be I guess they really want to be the opposite sex they feel like I should be a, being a woman but they you know they, they can take a social gender it's like if you dress a woman you've got a woman's name you know you've got tits um, then it's rude to say that's a man right they're socially it's a social fact that's a woman but biologically, yeah, they may still be producing sperms or they probably shut their sperm down with hormones, whatever, right? But they, they you know, they're, they're biologically a man. But like, it, it, you want to be a, if you want to be a woman, that's absolutely fine. That's my position. I found on, as on Reddit, and, you know, you can go some deep dives. And I found uh, people that are trans autistic. So they feel like they should be autistic, but they're not. <laughs> they, they fail the test. Isn't that just being on Reddit, though? Like, I think you're... Yeah, so, but then again, I, I don't want to live in this world that I also do want to live in this world because it is funny. And then I'm like thinking, like, you know, someone's in the Special Olympics winning gold, looking down at an actual Down Syndrome boy going, oh, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> you got silver, I got gold, yeah, you know. I'm trans downs. I, yeah. was, I, I was born in the wrong body, a body with the right number of chromosomes. Yeah. But I'm I fucking, like... I'm, yeah, I'm not actually fast, but you know what? I'm actually fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you could be, you could be trans dance. Like you, you, I love candy. I'm really strong. I feel like I should have, you know, I don't have the, you know, my chromosomes. It's like, yeah, if you're, you feel like you should have been a woman. I don't have, I don't have access to chromosomes if you're trans, but you feel like you should have been. So you want to dress in women's clothing. And it's, it's yeah, transable. I've heard the trans- transable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there, there are people, there are also people who have, like, severe, like, dysmorphic disorder where they feel like their arm isn't there. And they wanted amputation. They should have been um, a one-armed person. And it's like, it hasn't integrated into their, you know, but their brain's should, map. Their we body. shouldn't let them cut off their arm. I think, well, what else can you do? We can't rewire their brain to make them not... Imagine if you had a third arm. Okay, but should the NHS be cutting off their arm or should they be just cutting off their own arm when we turn a blind because they're going to botch it and kill themselves isn't no it? the NHS should do it right that's cheaper because if you imagine you had a, so imagine you woke up tomorrow and you had a third arm yeah that would suck yeah that you didn't well, want would well okay imagine it was like it didn't feel like it was part of your body it wasn't like a cool third arm you could use, do stuff for it was like it felt like an alien dependent it could, you, could, you could kind of move it but it felt like you know you know when you sit on your hand too long. Yeah, and it's like someone else's hand. And masturbate. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That all again. Yeah. But imagine if it was just like that all the time, and like once you were done jerking off with your third arm, like that would that would be good. But then you walked around and people were like looking at you weird because you had a third arm and you, they could tell that you weren't into it. Yeah, yeah. You'd want that removed, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. if you have a second, if one of your two arms feels like that. Then I'm, you know, let people control their bodies. Like, let you can have whatever surgery you want. But what if too many people get this condition? So then, like, the hospitals are backed up with people getting their arms chopped off. Do we have a? Do, is there a point where you have to go? You've got to keep the arm. We uh, are. Are you, are you saying that like people who claim they're trans, it's like they're doing because it it's cool, the clout? 
Not all of them. Or is that an al- well, No, yeah, but so, yeah. But then these the ones. But you don't the know clown, who. You don't know who. The ones who do the clown, they're, they're not the ones like to me. Like I think there's a lot of kind of stealing trans valor going on. Yeah, I like, think stealing gay valor. It's like to, I mean, if you paint your nails and you're queer, but you're married to a woman, what what are we what are we doing here? It's when female stand-ups always say, oh, "I recently came out as bisexual." I always want to heckle. Prove it. <laughs> right. Now, I, I couldn't do that, but maybe if a woman, you know, get a woman to do that, heckle. But it's like, yeah, okay, okay your boy said, yeah, okay, how many pussies have you eaten? Like, that's, there should be like a bar. It's like, I've set one dick in my life, right? Famously, my famous bit. And I jokingly say, oh, well, I identify as bisexual. You know, I've set one dick, it's not a lie. But, um, you know, really, that's, you know, there's got to be a certain, yeah. It's like, I, I support, like, proper transsexuals you know the old school transsexuals had the surgery maybe not the, all the surgery but like you've got to have tip but say like, if you're like a she she slash day that's the weird yeah, one to before me before responsibility bank basically before <laughs> yeah. it's like corporate well the thing is like there's you know obviously people want to support you know trans gay whatever but then at a certain point it's like you if you get clout for doing that then is a woman who's looks exactly like you know presents feminine probably married to a man but like oh I'm she slash they not even like if you're like they them that's you're, I, I know somebody who's like they them and it's like I don't like the whole gender thing I don't, don't have part in it it's like for me with like rugby right? I don't I don't want to take part in it I don't want to know about it I'm like gender neutral for rugby and it's like the same with they them right it's, I get they them in a way, if you're, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I don't have, a, I don't want to get involved in gender shit. That's one thing. Because she slash they, I know somebody who's like she slash they, and I asked uh, their, no, he slash they. Right? So I know somebody who's he slash they, and I asked their brother. Um, so what, like, it's he or they? Like when? How do I know? Yeah, what, what time do I address What's, him as he and what time do I address him as a day? And he was like, I, I don't know. And that's his brother yeah. or their brother. It's like that, what what are we doing here? Yeah, like, that's, that's it. That is the whole thing. It's like, what are we doing here? If it's really important not to misgender people, then why are they like, why am I getting options? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did a, I did a roast joke where it's like, I said, um, so-and-so, uh, so-and-so's pronouns are she slash they. Um, normally she goes by she when her weight approaches that of two healthy women she goes by they you know like they ate all the ice cream in the freezer again yeah I like that that's good did they like that did they like that uh, okay first of all I made up the whole she looked like she was like a she she just a type of uh, chick but she actually wasn't she interrupted to say she wasn't, but I just said, shut up, Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the shutdowns. And no, I mean, well, no, she she don't, she hasn't forgiven me. I, I tried to discuss it with her, but... But no. it was a roast. It was a roast. Oh, so, it was a roast, but she'd, she'd said, this was, I'm not going to say the comedian's name, but she basically, in the email where you, so we're, we're talking about a roast battle, you normally send facts about the, you know, about yeah. yourself to your opponent. So here's some 10 embarrassing things about me you can make fun of. And she sent me 10 embarrassing things. And then she also said, by the way, I'd appreciate if you don't talk about my weight. Because that's very upsetting to me. You can talk about anything else, but not my weight. And so I'm not back. Um, thanks, yeah, I totally understand it. 
Uh, and she also said, like, is, is there anything else that you don't want, is there anything you don't want me to mention? And I said, okay, tell you everything in position. Can you not mention my conviction for raping those boys? <laughs> because I've served my time now. I think I'm a different person. And I just don't want it to, you know, it's very upsetting to me to have that reminded that. Which is obviously, I, you know, I didn't rape any boys. Um, and so, yeah, I did that one. I did one way joke out of like five. And uh, yeah, she won't forgive me. Well, fucking, if you sign up for a rose battle, I think you sign up for a rose battle. That's my position. To me, it's like you're signing up for a chess tournament. If you say, please don't take my bishop. Yeah, the rule, you're changing, you're putting in rules there to help yourself. Or just... To me, that's what, I, that's what it feels like. And it's like, I'm fucking fat, right? Uh, I get loads of roast jokes about being overweight. And it's like, that's if you're a fat person doing a roast battle, you've got to expect that, surely. Um, like, to say it's off limits... Like, you're just, yeah, that's one avenue of things that somebody could do. And it's like, you can think of more inventive things. It's like, I only did one, one out of the five mentioning the weight. But, but also, the pronoun thing is because it wasn't even like a, just a fat trick. It was like, I thought, I was so pleased myself that I thought, yeah, I can't not do that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's too much bait there to what you meant to do. You've been, how many, you've been doing a lot of roasts in the last few months, haven't you? I, I did, well, I haven't done any recently since. Uh, um, Edinburgh but at the Edinburgh Festival I went up a couple of weeks and I did like four in two weeks which is more than obviously you'd normally do um, and like a couple of them were really good and you kind of you saw your, your brain gets you get used to like writing roast roast is good because you constantly have to think about it you're constantly thinking about it. when I had to roast you that was like the first one I'd done and I was thinking about you all the time yeah, that's you know it I mean? you're always I was at work and I was like and then you get like a you just get three or four things in a row and you're like okay I need to and you have but you have to go through the whole process of thinking about the person yeah it's like ha- yeah, so it's, it's like, kind of like having a crush right you've got all these facts about them you're yeah. obsessively thinking about them and uh, it's also like a crossword puzzle it's like how do you slot together like I did this really good one with uh, Caroline Haynes who's like an American who I didn't know like at all but you know there's almost no like material of hers online but she fucking shellacked me. She was fucking great. Um, and she kind of linked together multiple facts. Like, she had, like, stuff about, you know, my weight moving into, like, sexual stuff. And it's like, she had, you know, at the end, like, the last joke is, like, tied together all the stuff she established about me um, in just a fucking... Like, the crowd were, like, making sounds I'd never heard, like, screaming in delight, right? She was really good. And it's like, yeah, it's a, rise, it's a really good running chance to kind of have all the facts about them or just what they look like or, you know, just look at them and think, who does this person look like a celebrity or whatever or a type of person and tie it all together into like a really nice you know yeah um, and so yeah you get better like you know the, my first couple of like my roast with you I had like one joke that already landed and that was like a joke I'd already written yeah yeah but you kind of get into your stride and and yeah it's a good night it's a great night if anyone listening wants to check out what is it 11 o'clock on Friday night 11 o'clock well I think it's officially 10.45 at the Bill Murray pub in yeah. London um great night you can see that the there's like a normal comedy show beforehand uh, so you can see that and stay for the roast or just you know if you're out at some other show somewhere else come to the roast at like 11 and uh yeah it's normally like you know the qualities of the roast is obviously variable but there's normally just a couple of really good ones it's a good atmosphere in the room anyway 
Yeah, and it's like it's nice to have a crowd or what for like. Yeah, a late night crowd and they're drinking and the room is packed and usually it's, the host is usually good. Fucking, I think it's a great night. Yeah, I'll do it again. I just fucking yeah, I'll do it again at some point. Well, I've got I'm I'm trying to get somebody uh, a comedian. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, agreed, like oh let's do a rice battle and she'd be really good. She's very funny. Um, and like, I've seen her like I think she's insulted me on stage before and she was good at it. Um, so. I was like, yeah, let's let's do a roast, and, uh, and then it's like I was just trying to get her, I was DMing her on Instagram, like saying, hey, look, yeah, look, October's opened, like, what dates are you free? And just like no response, like what? And it's like, oh, you, you still want to do this? Yes. What dates? No, no response. Fuck. Like, and it's like it just feels creepy at a certain points because of DMing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, young, yeah. attractive woman. Um, <laughs> but I think I bumped into her. Uh, on Friday when I was seeing uh, the Comedy in Your Eye uh, like special headliner special um, and I think she's going to do it now so but if not November the 4th I'll do you again if you want oh possibly yeah November the 4th I'm going to be around fuck I'll probably yeah I mean but I, mean, I really I, I prefer like the trouble is right it's like if you've got two men who are kind of vaguely similar yeah then it kind of like I guess you're, you're Irish so I can go that angle but it's, like, it's actually, like, it's one of the things where diversity is actually really good for rice battles. Like, yeah, they, 100%. Yeah. They do need to get, like, you know, when it's just like a sausage fest, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because a man roasting a woman, like, the Karen Haynes one was fucking electric. Uh, because it's like, you know, obviously women want to see a woman being funny and shitting on a man. And then it's also like, well, what's he going to say? To, like, how's he going to get back from that and not kind of aiming at the crowd? Like, the same night, there was a guy who was, you know roasting I think it was like somebody else like Karen Haynes' friend who was like in a play with her at Edinburgh and he just totally like he said some stuff that like seemed like he's talking about all women rather than just a specific thing yeah oh yeah thing. shit yeah and uh, didn't the, the her, his opponent was just like he did this joke at Bond and she was like they hate you and it's like massive yeah everyone's on board yeah. with that per- yeah people pick their person very quickly sometimes yeah that's, that's the it. audience loves that person and then fuck this other person it can make you look so bad that's what's great about it but but that's the thing is that it's, it's also a challenge to be like how am I the underdog or how am I yeah. why should you not you know believe this thing that you know um, so yeah no it's a it's a fucking great thing to do yeah Ben's is a then you kind of own this podcast by a fraction, I think, because you're one of the patrons. Oh yeah, well, it's I love the um, the inaccurate plugs you give for my newsletter. Oh yeah, you should actually <laughs> plug that properly now. This is it because so I've given to, a million wrong ones. Yeah, so the correct URL www.sorryisaidthat.biz, right? You're gonna put in www because for technical reasons. Um, and yeah, you've you've given me shout outs. I really appreciate it. It's well worth the uh, five dollars. Although you have given shout outs to like www.sorryisaidthat.net, www.sorryaboutthosethings.com. What I started doing was just buying the domains, the addresses you said, and just redirecting them. So I, I bought like three. Um, so yeah, just any most of the things he says like that will you'll end up with me. But yeah, my newsletter is www.sorryisaidthat. Yeah, I always read that anyway. Every time it pops up in my uh, email, it's always worth to read because you're quite a good writer and uh, your articles are entertaining. Well, it's it's a self-promotional thing, ultimately, but I try and make it, like, funny and have some, like... I've got links at the end that recommend stuff that I think is funny. 
uh, you know it's not always niche or obscure it may be just like this show that's just come out that everyone's watching yeah I agree but um, yeah really I just want people to come to my fucking dates and like you know especially when it's a show where you've got to bring somebody to perform that's mainly the purpose but I try and make it entertaining enough to read that like you don't resent have to scroll down past all the dates um, and uh, you know it's got some entertainment value but even that's like it's pretty brutal because like, I've got stats where I can see how many people like open it and read it and stuff oh really yeah yeah so I have like the 70 subscribers like half of them don't open anymore <laughs> oh shit fuck the internet can be a brutal place when you know too much absolutely well this is why this is why like, everything is like optimised like it's like you go on Instagram and it's like what are your Instagram recommendations? For me, it's like women jiggling their tits in bikinis. Yeah. And I always like, you know, you've got to check that there's not a brilliant joke at the end. So I always watch them. Yeah. <laughs> and just, it just recommends me more of the shit that makes me click. Because it's like, yeah, I don't really like Instagram at all. But it's like, yeah, that will get my attention mm. because I'm disgusting. And it's like, yeah, the algorithm knows what men want. It knows what I want. And it's just, I'm disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, fucking, um, oh yeah, I should show it to the other people. I always forget to do this. Chicken House, Mark is a gay retard, Kevza, Tom, not Tom, but Tom, fuck it, just, I'll throw Tom in there. Damo, and Shane Martin, fuck yeah, got them all, and Ben Enley, and sorry I said that.net. www. Dot sorry I said that dot biz dot biz fuck you must put in the www it's like I got one of those things in my brain that I just have to say something wrong but uh anything else you want to promote uh just sign up for the newsletter uh, or just go to that URL and you'll see that uh, yeah I'm doing a show in the Famisham Fringe oh shit yeah with uh, Ed with Ed Mulvey he's yeah. very funny uh funnier than me um, and you can see me and it's going to also be uh, there's also the other actor's a dog yeah that does stand-up comedy I mean you don't see that every day you don't see that every day so it's me Ed Mulvey and Rover the comedy dog uh, that is uh, 28th of October in Faversham 28th of October a small town in Kent so yeah yeah but you can get it for, like, it's an hour uh, trip from, from London so the Faversham Fringe is yeah the how many of your listeners live in Kent there might be one <laughs> There could be one. If you're out there, tell your Kent friends that you come to this one show in the Fal- the Falcon Fringe. Great little, you know, it's, it's a one night. We're doing a one night thing in this short, small Fringe festival, but it's, it's going to be great. If you live in Kent, it's probably your best entertainment option all year, I imagine. Uh, so come along. And is it like, yeah, you know, thirty minutes each kind of thing? It's fifty minutes of me, half an hour of Ed, and the dog closes oh the dog obviously the dog closes you can't have I mean you guys aren't going to yeah, a, dog, a dog that does comedy if you show them the dog in the they first, won't even stay for the rest of the, the show the, the, yeah exactly the, the dog the, is the, the the dog is the hook the, yeah. The, 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 yeah the hook and the closer yeah <laughs> that's class I like it alright let's wrap her up yeah we did some good time alright sick was that recording nothing changed is it, was it? No, I'm paranoid. The last bit didn't. Did we get the second half? I've got it on this. Oh, well, if you... Let me just... <laughs> this is 